Welcome to the Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. Todd has over 35 years of experience working with thousands of couples as a licensed therapist in his private practice. Todd shares his insights on this show. It's never too early to divorce-proof your marriage or too late to heal yourselves and have the relationship you truly want. Well, hello. My name is Todd Krieger. What I do is I help couples heal from crises such as infidelity. I also help couples rekindle passion and help them thrive. And I also help individuals process trauma and heal from it relatively quickly through a process called EMDR, which stands for Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing. Today, the topic is about infidelity, something I see probably more than any other problem. And it's more specifically revenge infidelity or revenge cheating. Revenge cheating, is it a good idea or a bad idea? Now, Jerry Hall, who uh, was partner of Mick Jagger of the Rolling Stones, she did a revenge cheat on him back in the 80s because he had been a philanderer multiple times. And she stated in an interview that that was disastrous, that she totally regretted the revenge cheating. There are other couples as well that have been uh, that have been in, in the news that I won't go into it but all every one of these celebrity couples that did the revenge cheating are sorry they did it there were marriages that instead of possibly being saved was ruined because of the revenge cheating so uh, that's that doesn't sound like a good idea however before I just jump to that conclusion could there be something good about revenge infidelity revenge cheating I mean I would say that I've seen people at least temporarily benefit from it. I've seen the person who cheated, uh, suddenly they feel like they're on more equal footing with their partner. They don't feel like such a victim anymore, that it's all even. And that makes them feel a little bit more empowered. I've seen the betrayed person have an up increase, uh, increase in self-esteem after their self-esteem being so damaged by finding out that their intimate partner that they were faithful to, were unfaithful to them with another person. What do they have that I don't have makes them feel bad. They have this revenge infidelity and now they, they feel better. So it can make them feel better. Uh, it, it, it can help the betrayed person feel more attractive, similar to uh, self-esteem. So there are some reasons why uh, it might feel feel better. You know, it's like everything's even. Maybe I won't be as angry. I had one couple where... That, that worked. She wasn't as angry at a partner. It lasted about two weeks and all the anger came back, which leads to, is it really a good idea? I am in a great position to comment on this because I see so many couples that have been dealing with infidelity and more specifically even revenge cheating. And there are more reasons, I think, why there'd be bad ideas. And, and, and the main reason is, you, what do you want in the end, right? So. Here's some of the issues with revenge cheating. Number one, the betrayed person now not only has the, the emotional pain of being a victim, but they actually oftentimes, since most people are not sociopaths, have now the guilt, the emotional pain of what he did or she did in retaliation. So it complicates things and it slows down the betrayed person's recovery, which is already challenging enough. Another thing is that it slows down the recovery of the couple themselves. If people have heard me talk about infidelity before, 
I always say, look, it's nothing to minimize. It's, it's very painful. It's not a good thing, but it is a symptom for deeper issues or, uh, more important, not more important. I, it's not, I misspoke there. Uh, infidelity is important, but it's not the issue. It's a symptom. And so we want to get to the underlying issues. And if a person does revenge cheating, it gets in the way of, of getting to those core issues. It's just more pain, more hurt, more dealing with the symptoms. It's more symptoms rather than more core. Uh, dealing. And when we deal with the core is where the solutions comes in, where the healing really, really comes in. So it slows down not only the healing of the individual person who's betrayed, but it slows down the healing of the couple as well. And of course, it slows down the healing of the person who did the original betrayal. I mean, the other thing too is you just want to ask yourself, who's the person I want to be? And philosophically, I know that people are happiest when they are in line with their own integrity. And I can't think of too many reasons, even if a person feels justified in their anger temporarily, where they're okay at their core with being uh, a revenge cheater. It just doesn't work for most of us spiritually. And that's what I have found. I have found people that have had these revenge infidelities, they feel empowered and they don't feel like a victim anymore. And uh, they have punished their partner because the partner deserves it. And I get all that. There are parts of us that want to punish our partner when we've been hurt devastated from an infidelity, but ultimately it, it's, it's not really giving that person what they want. I mean, the other thing too that we want to keep in mind, uh, the, the problem with revenge cheating is it's not fair to the person you cheated with. It's you've used that person. You've minimized the value of that other person so that you can feel better in your own problem relationship with your partner. So that's another thing too that we got to think of. There are other people that are oftentimes involved. The basic thing about it is that it just doesn't work in the long term. I've never seen it work in the long term. And uh, even though you might have parts of you that want to have revenge, a part of you that wants to punish in that way, it's probably best to notice it, to communicate about it, to care about those parts of you, but not act on those parts of you. What you typically want to do and what's best for you is to act on that that be a, the best version of yourself. What we want to do is bring the relationship up from the darkness of the infidelity and not drag it down some more. Um, so that's what I really want to say about that. And again, like I want to reiterate is that I am in a position to tell you I have a lot of data uh, just because of what I do. And it just doesn't work, work, definitely not in the long term. And most of the time, not even in the short term. So uh, please press on the button uh, definitely uh, uh, to learn about the 10 steps to healing from infidelity. It's a Another wonderful uh, pack of information for you. And I just want to tell you that I, I wish you well. If you or some person you know are dealing with the problem of inf infidelity, you know it's difficult to navigate. I'm here to help. I can help by someone coming here in my office. Or if you're not geographically close, I could help through uh, virtually via computer through such thing as Zoom or FaceTime, something like that. So I wish you the best. This is Todd Krieger making the world safe for love. Thank you for tuning and listening to today's episode of Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. Please leave a review, subscribe to the show, and be sure to visit www.toddkrieger.com for more resources that will help you get the love you want and for back episodes of the show. 